Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are. It's the, technically this is, podcast is going out on the 6th of December, right? but we've actually recorded it the day before. So some of the, so if the stock market crashes in the <laughs> 6th of December, it's going to be dated. Yeah. So we're doing our best. It's just, uh, you know, this time of year, the holidays and all that, uh, we're trying to make sure we get a, definitely get a show out, but sometimes it's a little bit difficult with all the, all the so plans. You get invited to some big party or something. Yeah. I got a, uh, 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 I'll tell you what it is. I have a whiskey. A, bur- a bourbon steak and cigar dinner that I said I would come to about six months ago, not realizing it was on a Tuesday night. Oh yeah, and it's a whole yeah. big hoo ha at the you know the club. Yeah, <laughs> it should be fun. We'll see how it goes. Well, what we're missing, of course, is the chat room feedback during the show. Yeah, everybody telling me how much full of shit I am and things of that nature and how brilliant you are. I could I could do without that yeah, for one that, day. Well, that's fine. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I could do without that. What a shame that you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's going on. Listen, good news. Monkeys can finally breathe a sigh of relief. The WHO is changing some things up, so that's good news. We'll talk about that. Um, if you're going to have a marital affair, by the way, just don't do it in Indonesia. It seems that they recently put in some rules that make it quite harsh if they find out that you've done so. And I would imagine, as we're going to talk about this evening, uh, that... Plenty of people will be accused just to make sure that uh, they, they toe the line. Plenty yeah, this is the this is a problem with laws like this: false accusations. Exactly, especially when it comes to the the results of the uh, of these. Uh, I think don't they chop something off if you uh, are found guilty? Not in Indonesia, but they'll they'll put you in jail for uh, a couple of years. And there's a few other strange rules they have about um, black magic. And if you say something bad about the president, I think it's up to three years in prison. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember was I was funny. I was traveling around in it was Vietnam. And the, at that time, the king that was, or I think it was a king, he was very into photography. As a matter of fact, I, th- I was really I was like, wow. The king of Indonesia? No, it was Vietnam. There's no king in Vietnam. It was something, president of Vietnam. Something in Vietnam. Yeah, they're communists, so it's yeah. no kings. So, uh... I'm looking up at the signs and there's, there's, there's a guy, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Vietnam. Uh, give me one sec. Thailand. It was Thailand. Ah. Definitely Thailand. And I'm looking <laughs> As up. As the story continues. Yeah, I'm looking up at the signs. There's, you drive around. There's a lot of pictures of these guys. You know, he likes to put pictures of himself up. He's got yeah. a camera around his neck. And I said, oh, to the driver, the king is very, very, very into photography, it seems. Don't talk about the king. Shh. You don't say a word about the king. It just so this way it doesn't go off the rails in any way. Like somebody would say, yes, but he's terrible at it. You know, you don't want to do that. So uh, these are these rules are, are out there. You got to be careful what you say. I mean, if we have those- Similar to the Democrat Party here in the United States <laughs> right. and Biden. Yeah. If you say something wrong, it's uh, you are you are canceled. They'd like to do it permanently. The Santa rally is coming or maybe not. Maybe the Grinch off one of the two. But right now it looks like there was this- uh, Incredible amount of, of of enthusiasm post a couple of different items. One was a CPI number that came out. 
than what Powell talked about. But then we have the employment numbers that came in last week on Friday, and we saw a three point was three point seven percent unemployment rate, and about two hundred seventy five thousand new people hired, and that spooked the markets because it seems like nothing can slow this down. Nothing, nothing that the Fed is doing is really causing an a incredible amount of, of pain so that they can see that the economy is slowing enough for them to take their foot off the, the, the brakes. So, so the, the thinking there is the market uh, saw the good news. Right, yes. And said, oh, my God, this good news is going to kill us. You got it. Because it means, it, means, it means the Fed is going to keep jacking up rates. We're yes, doomed. Sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds right. Exactly. It's like going to the doctor and getting a, you know, a good bill of health and going, oh my God, that's awful. It's unfortunate, but that's what's happening right now because they're, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're hell bent on, which they should be. But the problem is the areas that they need to see that have the, the, the slowdown are those that are going to hurt you and me and others the most. Be out of a job. We're going to see that things are slowing down. But I got to tell you, and I don't know if it's just me, but have you been out to, to restaurants lately? No. The pricing is absurd. Yeah, I've heard this. It's absurd. I mean, I went out, it's like, you know, $18, $19 a glass of wine, which used to be what you get in Miami, deep Miami, or in, you know, New York, somewhere in Manhattan. And now it's just everywhere. Or just a steak. You know, you just, there's no such thing as a $25 steak. It's $50, $60. Yeah. 50 bucks for a steak. Seems a little bit much. Yeah. This is the thing. And they're not even good. <laughs> well, if it was the world's greatest steak, yeah, I could see it. But you're right. It's not good. I've only had, when I get steak, I usually get steak free, something like that in a kind of a bistro style restaurant. But I will say that uh, I've only had a big, actual big steak once in my entire life that I thought was dynamite. Really? I mean, I've had a couple of really outstanding. If you go to Nebraska or those Midwestern States, you can find some good steaks, but I'm just talking about outside of those areas. Uh, yeah. Only one. Every other one has been, uh, they're good. I mean, I can eat them, but I've never had one where I, I couldn't stop eating it because it was so good, except this one place, and they closed down since. I learned about a new breed this week called the Brangus. The Brangus. It's a um, cross between a Brahmin, Brahmin uh, bull or cow and an yeah. Angus cow. Yeah, what it's, do they look it's, like? It, it, lo it looks like a stretch limousine. <laughs> it's gigantic. The biggest thing you ever saw. And and I um and I saw that because I was in deep central Florida this week on a clay shooting tournament at a very fine shooting club. Unbelievable that I was there. But it was fun. I did shoot, I told you it was going. I shot a 79 out of a hundred. Okay. Pretty good. That's outstanding yep. if you if the if the way it scored every time. They sent a hundred clay pigeons up and you hit 79 of them. Yeah. Well, it's not all at once, but yes. I mean, if it's all at once, I couldn't reload. All at once. Couldn't no, reload that, that would fast. <laughs> no, but I did. I shot that and I actually shot a uh, 
a revolver with 410 cartridge in it or shotgun shell, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Four out of six. I was on fire. You got a revolver at a clay pigeon? I did. It, it, it has a, it's a 45 slug or a 410. Yeah, yeah, Adam has one of these guns. It's called the Judge. Yeah, he's got the exact gun. They're usually chrome. Yep. I shot it. I shot the clay pigeon four times. And by the way, not only were you surprised about this, so was everybody else standing around me. Because nobody was hitting this thing. I hit it. Well, you were on the roll. I and mean, I won a gun. the hang of it, because, you know, it's made, the, just, the way you do it is you have to lead yes. uh, the shot. And if once you get the hang of doing that, you should be able to keep doing it. Yep. And then I won a gun on, on top of everything else. You won a gun. I did in a raffle. There's a lot of guns up there. I Jeez. won a Smith & Wesson 9mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeehaw. We have a story about Apple on and off Twitter. Uh, Apple is taking their advertising off slightly, then fully, com to completely, completely pulled back. And then all of a sudden they're on. I have a conspiracy theory about that. Oh, so, I want to hear it. Yeah. So November, we had a good start uh, to the to the end of the year seasonality, right? This is this time of year that things get cleaned up, things get thrown out, things get bought up. There's a small cap phenomenon that goes on, and there's all these different things that happen towards the end of the year. Part of it do, is due to tax selling. And I don't want to say technical, but more so strategy cleanups towards the end of the year. So that's going on right now, but we also saw in the last several weeks, rates go from on the 10 year, four and a quarter percent down to 3.5%. That's a big move on the downside. Now everybody's getting all excited that, you know, we're heading back down to where we were. We're going to have a recession and that's good news. You know, back to the good news, bad news. We have a recession and the Fed's going to have to slow down and they're going to have to take things off. The only reason why the Fed was pushing so hard is so they can actually take rates off. You know, that backwards philosophy. The problem is we have a massive yield curve inversion, which is, I have some charts to show you. All the charts are available on dhunplugged.com, episode number 632, the show notes. We'll have those uh, on there. But pretty amazing. We also, oil prices come down the last few days, even on the latest news of price caps from Europe, and there was a concern about what's happening there. OPEC said, hey, we're not changing anything over the weekend. So all that that's going on, there's like a lot of moving parts right now. It's like a it's like a 4D deep chess game with multiple boards going on right now. But we shall see. Overextended excitement, uh, uh, I think, also is being dissipated. Did you notice that, uh, I think it was last Thursday, markets were down all day. Powell made a maybe a wink and a nod or a nudge or something said something to the effect of maybe we could start, you know, slowing down as, as soon yeah, as next meeting. Yeah. And there was a <laughs> thousand point reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it doesn't go to his head. He likes it. Let me see. how. I'm sure he's like, Hey guys, you know what? Drinking game. You want to put some money down on this some, one. What, what do you think is going to happen yeah. if I do this? What do I got to, what do I got to say to get it up a thousand, to do a thousand point turnaround? He probably has one of those little things in his ear, you know, saying, Hey, Marcus, move it up. Keep, keep going on that. Yep. That's good. Keep saying that. That's good. Keep on hammering that idea. 
Uh, whatever. Uh, the economy is picking up steam, though. Uh, the October numbers, which the latest numbers we have for new orders for durable goods, they rose about 1.1% on a month-over-month -month in October after increasing 0.2 in September. Again, not so good because of the fact we want the economy slowing down. New orders for non-durable goods. So durable goods are usually... So a durable good is a good that has a lifespan usually of more than six months. So that's a lot of things, right? A microwave, a uh, toaster oven, versus other things that may be paper cups or food I, items. I always thought paper cut cups would be a durable good. Usually you buy a pile of them, they last for years. Okay, well, again, I'm trying to just give an example so people understand. So, yes, your particular paper cups somehow are durable. <laughs> the rest of us, not so much. But, yes, I understand one paper cup versus a sleeve of paper cups is what you're saying. But that increased 1% month over month in October after increasing 03 in September. Non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft. So non-defense capital goods, excluding aircraft. That's even a bit uh, longer in, in, in time frame. And this, because they're investing in things like it could be... Um, office space or thing it's it, it's it's what you would put into an office or things that would go into like big uh, uh big orders of possibly concrete or steel yeah uh we're up and, and other things tractor, that's just one example giant truck yep. semi tractor truck would be one right they're up 0.6 month over month in october after declining 0.7 in december so again good news equals equals bad news on this and um there is some concern about why are there's a lot of things that happen, right? There's a lot of things that make people do certain things. I've talked to some contractors that are still booked out until like 2023. Uh. So nothing's going to slow down there, right? Because they're going to have to continue to meet the needs of the building requirement. Therefore buying the goods, getting the trucks, having the labor, so we're not going to see any of this until we flush out all that excess. Then that's when all of a sudden everybody shuts down. So can you imagine, John? So so follow me here. We got 2023 that your your business is booked through, right? And you're starting to see orders slow down, but you're not changing anything yet until the time that 2023 ends. Again, it's not going to be as sudden as this. And then all of a sudden you realize, you know, a lot of the stuff you have, you don't need. You need all the stuff that you're using until the very end. And that's when all of a sudden, what do you do? Right? You pull back. Slow down your spending. Yeah. Cut employees. Because you need everybody up into that. Very excess sur surplus material. Yeah. So now you're, you have uh, essentially, I, I guess, is a, is a good way to describe it as a cliff. There's like a, there's like a, Business cliff coming? Well, the question is, is there really? I don't know. Uh, it could continue on. The building, do you have a lot of cranes in your area? Uh, not not to, to an extreme, no. Yeah, we have them here. It's crazy. Bell, Florida is, you know, stocking up. Yeah, well. We got it all, we don't, don't we? Have, it's not a great, California is, you know, stable in that regard. We don't have people, no influx of, of people trying to avoid taxes. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is there a um, net flow in or an exodus out 
I think there's a net flow out, but it's minor. Mm -hmm. It's not big enough to make up for the 3 million house shortages or the 3 million shortages of houses. And we haven't talked about this lately. What's the homeless situation like in San Fran? Oh, it's a mess. It hasn't got a joke. It hasn't got any better at all. No, of course not. They, I think they like it. The who likes it? The city? Yeah, they must. They're not doing anything about it. That's sad. Very sad. This is the same thing in Oakland. Uh, Berkeley, to a lesser extent, they did rouse most of the people, but the Berkeley still got issues. Uh, you leave San, San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, that's kind of a pocket of it. And then you get, you leave from those three towns and it pretty much goes away. There's like no homeless in El Cerrito, for example, or what, towns what, like why is there Richmond. No, why is that? Because it is discouraged. Oh, so the government of El Cerrito is actively involved in making sure that somehow it's taken move care along, of. Yeah. Move along, move yeah. along. Hey, you can't do that here. Mm, mm, mm. That you know, that's how that's all it takes, actually. Really, but uh, Berkeley and uh, Oakland and San Francisco don't take that tact. So, not better, unfortunately. And now it's the uh, the season. You know, it's, it's the holiday, so also the winter. I don't know. We'll see. Down here, it's everybody's moving down here. It's nuts. Yeah, I know that. It's, it's going to cause a problem. You're going to have an economic uh, issue sometime down somewhere down the road. It's well, the, it's not sustainable the way the growth is in Florida. Plus, the 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 you know, city commissioners don't seem to care about anything logical. Like, for example, if you're building 10 20 story apartment complexes. Is it possible that we need to do something with the the electric grid slash traffic pattern slash uh, and or the plumbing systems, you know, the, the, the wastewater process? Or do we just leave it on the stuff that was built in the 70s when there was, yeah. you know, leave one it. 100th? Leave it people. to the stuff built in the 70s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the craziest yeah. thing. Crazy. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to make more profit. I guess. Well, here's what's really going to stop the economy. So we got to look at the yield curve. So I want to show you this. This is pretty, pretty yeah, interesting. I saw this. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. So this chart's on there. This. So what we're looking at is a chart of the yield curve. So if you go over to dhmplug.com, you'll see this. This is, you know, I tried to explain this to somebody earlier. Like, what's the difference? I'm like, look, if you take your arm and extend it out, just take your arm and extend your right arm, extend it out away from you. And you pull in and out, right? That's up and down. So you're like a, you're like you're like saluting, uh, or you're like a traffic cop. You follow what I'm saying? That's sure. Try to do it the other way. It's not supposed to go the other way. You know, breaking your your elbow the other direction. Yeah, that, that's that what's happening happen. here. The curve is bulged in the middle. It's higher from every point on the left hand side from the one month, three month, six month, one year. All the way through to the 10-year, which is pretty much flat to the 30-year. That is incorrect-looking yield curve, as opposed to what we saw even at the beginning of this year, which was relatively normal. The red one is a relatively normal curve. The problem is, this is, 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 uh, it's stifling to businesses. What businesses in the U.S. run on, general and people... Uh, are are lines of credit, credit, 
loans, uh, money to get them started, money to continue on. And when you have this kind of a situation, the banks don't want to lend out. It's not a profitable enterprise as profitable for the banks because they're lending out at the long end and they're taking in money at the short end. doesn't work. Yeah. The margin squashed. They won't do it. Right. They just don't do it. Yep. So that's a problem. Then the other chart that's really interesting here is that the 210 or 10-2 yield uh, year treasury inversion. Meaning we take the 10-year, subtract the two-year, and normally what should happen is the 10-year yields a higher rate than the two-year. That makes sense. If you lock up and your you money for you would. Yeah, if you lock up your money for a longer period of time, you'd expect to get more money for it. That's what the theory, that's the basis of everything. Yeah. What's happening here is this chart shows when that doesn't occur. When the two-year is higher than the 10-year, you'll see it goes into negative territory. So yeah. now we have a blood red chart on the right. Yeah. And What's important this is supposed to, to be predicting a disaster for the economy. It does. It, it all inverted yield curves in U.S. This Treasury. Happened to, didn't it happen a couple of years ago? We still haven't seen the disaster. There's only one false signal since 1955. I think it needs to be like inverted for a period of a couple of months or something like that. It's, it's some mm. period of time. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, this is going to be developers and, and traditional users of leverage Developers use uh, borrowed, borrowed, borrowed money to build. Get, you know, every time they get a deal, they borrow the money to do it. They don't. This is the old uh, OPM. Remember OPM? Other people's money. Yeah. That they there was like a thing back in the I don't nineties. Let me show you how to use OPM, other people's money. Like this guy Grant Cardone. Uh, I don't care if you have any money or any business experience. I'm going to show you how to take $100,000 and make it a million. I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. You just told me if I don't have any money, you're going to show me how to take $100,000 and make, how am I getting $100,000? Where's that coming this from? This has been galling you forever. Oh, it kills me. I took a picture of him and uh, he was in a magazine or something and I ripped it off and put it on a pegboard in the office uh, break room. Yeah, with darts? No, but as a, to watch for the downfall. No. Something will come. Smell it. All right, China. In China, we saw the potential for a reopening. There's uh, all sorts of discussion that now, what are they saying? They're saying something about, uh, you know, I would have said that I heard you talking about this, by the way, on No Agenda this week. But that wouldn't be the case, would it? Well, unless it was an old clip. Yeah, but this is something brand new about China saying that they're going to no longer require negative testing to enter into certain events and venues. Now, I would have heard that possibly over the weekend, but no, I didn't, it, right? No. No, that's because Adam's having some kind of maxillofacial surgery. His surgeries. mouth replaced. I think yeah. he's having a facelift. And uh, <laughs> he's saying that he's having his mouth redone. Um, I wonder if he insured his teeth in his mouth with like Lloyd's or something for, you know, all that he does in, in the early, in the, in the area of speaking. I think it's too late. Too late. Well, they didn't have a show. They had a best of clips. You can find that on, uh, any, uh, no, no agenda, by the way, is two is uh, Thursdays and Sundays at 2 PM Eastern time. But you could also find no agenda on the dial, so to speak, which is your podcast apps and grab that. But great, uh, compilation of, uh, of, of, 
what, what is it called? A, a mega clips, a super clips. Well, we had a clip of the day. A clip, clip of the day. Uh, you know, the clip of the days that were there. Now, how many clip of the days? I never ask you this because it's always confused me. How many clip of the days do you potentially give out? Uh, uh, per show basis? Yeah, because you do two, right? We rarely do two. Uh, I think three is the record because I think one guy won two and another guy got one. Of course, it makes no sense if you think about it. And then most of the time, I would say mm, out of 10 shows, uh, probably only one or two of them will have a clip of the day. This is pretty rare. Usually, I think. And, and I'll tell you how it works. So we're doing a, we do these clips. We do these competitive clips. You, you listen to this clip. I'll deconstruct it. You listen to that clip. When one of us hears a clip from the other guy, who which is a clip that is like never heard, brand new, unbelievably weird or unfathomable that this could even be happening, a complete shocker and take us by surprise, you get clip of the day. Yeah, because sometimes what what uh, I worry about is you do a very early on the show clip of the day. Yeah, sometimes the first clip I've yeah. done that. To, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, and that makes you oh. worried. Yeah, because we can. <laughs> so what are you gonna do now? <laughs> like, oh no, oh no, it's too early, too early. What if? But then again, you don't ever go backwards. Going, you know that the clip in the beginning was the clip of the day. Let's do let's do that. So you just give a second clip of the day. We yep. do that kind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we have a reopening of of um, discussion happening in this concept that here in the Western world we want to believe is, oh, Xi Jinping is listening to his people. And he saw them very upset about this excessive amount of shut-ins and, and takedowns and people being carted away and imprisonment because of COVID. And he really, he's seen the error of his ways you know, he's going to lose control. I'm like, oh, really? That that's, that's this. And what is he worried that he's not going to win an election? I mean, just stupidity. So, but stocks in that area have, have, have jetted up pretty significantly. The Hang Seng over the weekend, uh, when it opened on Monday for them, it was Sunday night for us, up 4.5% again. So this major run, the best run ever in history that we saw for the Hang Seng Index in, I think, November is continuing on into the first week of December. Yeah. See how long this goes on. Mm, I probably think this is going to be cut short soon because I think this is all about the hope that they're going to have the sudden reversal of all these policies they put into place. And they, how many times have we already heard that, oh, China looks like they're going to really uh, slow down on their zero COVID rules. And then three days later, they deny and shut down Shanghai. Yeah. It's happened over and over. I, I don't know. There was some, I think it was, was it, I don't know if it was you or someone else, or maybe it was me, I don't know. Somebody was talking about how they're going to take one of these new variants, let's just call it the, uh, you know, the M5792 variant, and they're going to be like, you know what? That one is more like the flu. We're not worried about it. So this way they can get by and away from the concern of all these people getting sick and then freaking out about it. Something. So. Yeah, they're going to have to do something like that. Something. Just change the definition. Yeah, speaking of changing definitions, you know, one of the things that you, again, no agenda bring up because they talked about it there, but you and I have talked about it as well, is the whole monkeypox hoo-ha and the big concern that, I don't even know what the concern was about calling it. There was a stigma 
associated with calling it monkeypox? Yeah, the monkeys, uh, certainly, I guess a group of monkeys got together <laughs> and put a petition uh, of being uh, stigmatized by these, was it, of, was like, it, demeaning these this group of monkeys. Was it that or was it that the idea that if you caught monkeypox, you were like, oh, you're obviously having sex with an orangutan. That's how you got it. I, it could be. I mean, I don't know why. What the difference? What, what they had to change the MPX for? What was the who was offending, but uh, or misleading? Let's say. Yeah, now it's called um, MPOX. M P O X. Yeah. And now it's expected to uh, no longer be considered a public health emergency in the United States, starting on uh, from February first, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, it seemed as though the thing was overblown to begin with for some reason. Then they came up with this new, you know, this other thing, this uh, MNX or whatever it's called, RNX, or whatever that respiratory disease is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I've never heard of until this year. Hmm. And so all of a sudden, this is like a big deal. So we have a triple-demic, as they like to say. Tridemic. Yeah. Tridemic. Uh, flu, COVID, and this other thing. And, uh, of course, they're going to have a vaccine for that pretty soon, and that'll be a big deal. Mm. Even though I never heard of this before this year, ever. Mm. If we add stupidity into it, we could have a quademic. <laughs> that would be prevalent everywhere, I think. You know? Well, Tesla is uh, reporting, and there's a report going on in Bloomberg that, uh, and, the, and the breaking news. Breaking news that the electric vehicle maker is cutting its December Model Y production by 20% at its Shanghai plant, which I don't think that seems too far-fetched. For a lot of different reasons. Is it the Shanghai plant or the Singapore plant? This is the, they said, uh, Bloomberg reported Shanghai. Hmm. So, of course, Tesla was out like with an hour rebutting that. Oh, no, that's not, no, no, it's not true. But the report also comes on the heels of a 5 to 10% price cut in October for Tesla's Model 3 and Model Y in China. And this big tweet from, from Elon Musk on November 30th saying, trend is concerning. Fed needs to cut interest rates immediately. They're massively amplifying the probability of a severe recession. Now, if he wasn't experiencing any of that, do you think he would just be mouthing off and talking about it? Well, it's hard to say. He's a very strategic-oriented uh, person, so we don't know what, what, what he's thinking. I don't know. Half the time he writes things, I have no idea what he's meaning. I don't know what he's saying. It's like, it's like Alan Greenspan of the day. Yeah, he's kind of like Alan Greenspan. You're right. I have no idea what he's saying half the time. I really don't. I mean, I'm like, he wrote that. I'm like, uh, it could take on several different meanings. And I, I, and the first one, I have no idea. It's like a different language to me. Crazy. Anyway, you stop uh, following him. Yeah, I could. I don't know if you can you, can you stop following the king? <laughs> because his yeah. stuff is plastic. I don't even know if I follow him, by the way. The problem is everybody else follows him. No. And it comes through your feed. It's very annoying. He clearly made himself, he clearly created some kind of algorithm that his stuff shows up all the time. All right, so, uh, but, but in, uh, so just to follow up here. So with, with this, this December cut, theoretically, uh, or supposedly, some buyers in the U.S. are holding off on making purchases until January 1st also. So one of the reasons is there's a new $7,500 tax credit that kicks in. So there's this thought that any of the weakness seen in December probably is going to be made up in January 
because people are holding off waiting for this tax credit. That's a $7,500 tax credit. That's that's big money. Do hmm. you, you think most people know the difference between a tax credit and a tax deduction? I, I think that when they just hear about it, they don't know the difference. Shall I? Yeah, sure. So a tax deduction goes something like this. You have your income and your various expenses on your tax returns. Part of the expenses are things like maybe medicines, mortgage interest, things like that. So let's say you have $50,000 worth of total income and you have $2,000 worth of deductions. Now you have $48,000 of net income. That's pretty simple. And then you multiply that by your taxes. So basically the $2,000 um, that comes off of the gross is uh, amount that you will pay less, but only by your tax bracket. So let's say your tax bracket's at 20%. And you took $2,000 off, that's a $400 tax savings. Because now I have $2,000 less income. So if I'm at 20%, I pay $2,000 less, 20 times 2,000 is $400. Now, a tax credit on the other hand is after you finish all your tax work, your deductions, your income, your stuff, all this stuff, and you say, okay, you owe $3,000 in tax and you have a $3,000 tax credit, take it right off the bottom. It's like a yeah. coupon. It's a tax coupon yeah. against your taxes. So $7,500 uh, in a 20% uh, tax bracket is worth a significant amount of money. In a 50% tax or 35, still very significant amount of money. It's like the equivalent in a 30% tax bracket, it's three times, right? So it's like a $28,000 tax deduction. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty good. Or 21. 21? 21. Seven. 15, oh, so seven, seven, it's 21,000. Anyway, point is, it's worth a lot. And those are much more valuable. So I'm interested in a couple of things here. I want to talk about a couple of stocks that I was thinking about. Um, did we talk about hookah or hookah sneakers before? No. Have you seen these? No. If you put these on, first of all, you feel like you're a good six inches taller than you are. Well, Somehow they're very, they're very elevating. They're very, it's like walking on a cloud. And they also do, a, particularly their running shoes, these hokas, when you walk or they push you forward. So you're like, you're, you're, you're when you take a step, it's like launching you. If you, you can imagine that, right? Okay. So uh, it's owned by a company called Deckers, who makes the Ugg shoes. You know Deckers. Uh. Stock looks pretty good. If you look at the stock, they held up really well this year. What's the what's the symbol? D E C K, deck. Hmm. And so, what what are you concluding? Yeah, it's just an interesting thing that uh, uh, there's a lot of buyers of this, a lot of interest in some of these shoe companies, and um, it's deck pole. No, deck deckers isn't D E C K deck. No, D E C K is deck pole, I think. Oh, D-E-C-K. I'm sorry. It's just D-E-K, yep. which is a Polish company, which is interesting. Uh, okay, sorry. If you look at the uh, chart, it's held up pretty well. 77? Let's see. Deck. Sinks through, through the roof. 
30, yeah, $377. Decker's Outdoors. Uh, what year to date? It is up 2.49% year to date. I mean, come on. You know? Five years, up 385%. Could have bought this stock in 2005 for 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, are we going to say in 2025, 2030, I could have bought this stock at 377 I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's one That's one stock. The second one is, I thought this was kind of interesting. Now, I will, I will. Are you going to put this one on the game, the stickers? I can put it on the game. Yeah, you should. Okay. Another one is IBKR, Interactive Brokers. Now, uh, with the caveat, first of all, they're advertising on the Discipline Investor Podcast. So I just want to let you know that, number one. Number two, I use them regularly as one of my custodian brokers. Yeah. So with that there and hopefully with the right, uh, the fact is, I'm bringing this up because they were promoted on an article I read in Barron's over the weekend. And this is an e-brokerage, an electronic brokerage, which offers um, investigators very high-end trading tools, very low commissions. Uh, they reported third quarter earnings of $1.8 a share, which beat the estimates of 96. Net revenue of 847, rising 18% quarter over quarter, 30% year over year. Stock was, so, so look at this stock, IBKR. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Let's go. I'm going to do it. IBKR, enter. Mm, what happened? Here it is right here. Um, year date, is, it's flat on the year to date. Hmm. Well, you could have bought it for 15 bucks in 2012. And then you have to ask the same question again. But it's revenue... Um, is this what I'm looking at here? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's, it's like head and shoulders, if you ask me. Its revenue is up 77% year over year. Its net income is up 135%. Its diluted EPS is up 125%. Net margin, 32%. I mean, pretty good. Yeah, those are all good numbers you're saying. Just something to consider. One of the things, so let me add this other point. One of the other things that, that was interesting about it was it's a catch-all account. You could have multiple currencies in there. You could have multiple... Positions. You have mutual fund stocks. You could have commodities. You could have futures. You could have uh, um, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. So, something to consider. Okay. Now, the bear. The bear. Did you see that show? Did you watch? Do you have uh, Hulu? I do have Hulu. Hulu's Did you watch the, best. the bear? Did you watch the bear? No. Oh, get on that. Get on that, Mr. Dvorak. Why? Seriously. It's a great. Did you watch? Um, did you watch Shameless at all? I watched it on and off. I thought it was tedious. Okay, you remember the son? His name was Lip. Yeah. Anyway, he's in this show. He is a high-end Michelin star chef. His brother dies. He flies back, decides to take over the Chicago hot beef restaurant in nasty part of Chicago. I thought great dialogue, great video you know, work. I thought, I think I had, I did watch the first two episodes of this because I remember maybe you or somebody saying, if you like the cuck, you should watch this thing. Uh -huh. I didn't like it. Uh, you know what it was? It was this, I didn't think the plotting was very good. It was not, it didn't, it was not entrancing by any means. Mm. I it was, it was just kind of, kind of interesting. It was, you know, it was more gimmicky than it was good. 
I just thought, I, I mean, if you know anything about being inside of a kitchen, there was a lot of realism there. And yeah. uh, I, th yeah. I thought the, the very fast pitch conversations were really kind of interesting. I find those fast pitch conversations to be kind of uh, insincere. Uh, well, they're so scripted because you can't, nobody talks like this. And it's like this, what's his name? Who's that famous uh, director, uh, creator that did, the, he puts together, and I've seen this on other sitcoms too, where they have this fast paced, you know, one-liners back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they're going so fast that nobody really talks like that. And I find it offensive. So huh. in other words, I, I'm, I'm uh, against the show. <laughs> I see that. He's like, you're like, you're like, you're like in a protest. Show, you're like going to go and strike against the station or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in an interview with Bloomberg Television, Mike Wilson, who is the equity strategist, number one rated equity strategist this year and chief investment officer for Morgan Stanley, predicted that the bear market in U.S. stocks can come to a conclusion in 2023. Isn't he wonderful? What is that? Look at that. Sometime in 2023, this bear market could, could come to a conclusion. And he's not this, even a real bear market, is it? I mean, we had. Yeah, we did. We dropped twenty percent. Yeah, we dropped twenty percent. Okay, but yes, back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, so it's how's just, it gonna? I don't know. He's now saying that the S and P is looking at the two hundred week moving average, which is you know one of these obscure points. I know guys in the business that retrofit the moving average to whatever looks good. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, whatever looks matches. That is up, like, the look, business. You I'm just on the describe the whole business. Yeah. I'm on the hundred and twenty two minute chart over the last year yeah. and look at this i'm like who else is looking at the 122 minute chart you know to, to 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 make this happen or is it possible that these random points just since we're moving through, random we're, we're we're moving through price anyway is it possible that it just got there and that, and that is that is the reality um but he looked at the 200 week moving average as his prime indicator he said the uh indicator stood at 36 12 as of late October. On November 30th, it closed above the 200-week moving average for the first time since April 7th. As long as the index remains above that average, stocks recover to as high as 4150. Now, wait a second. 4150 is like 2% from where we are now, give or take. Today was a rough day. So why would you be bullish if that's your target? Yeah, that's a good point. If 4150, which is like 60, 70 points away, 2, 3%. Yeah, you're already there for all practical purposes. Or you got to drop down to 3,600, which is the support line on this 200-day moving average, or 200-week moving average. What do you say it was? 3,600. So Maybe that's he's dumping. 400 points on four, that's 10% down. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, over Bank of America, uh, an analyst- you have, a came, lot of, you have a lot of complaints today. I need to, I'm trying to keep up with you. <laughs> Try to I match have one. The bear. <laughs> uh, in in Monday, uh, in Monday's analyst note, this uh, strategist warned the benchmark could fall as much as uh, down to thirty two forty, or about twenty percent from its current levels if U.S. enters a recession in the coming months. That was Bank yeah. of America. Mm. So a lot of going down here in Florida that uh, relates to crypto. So. You know, this was like, oh, this crypto land down here, right? All the guys, all the crypto bros. Is it, is it crypto land? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miami? Is it the crypto? Oh, yeah. This is where all everybody, they, they, we have a new crypto bull down here. Like it's the, the, 
This reminds me of the Florida swampland situation. It's close. It well, here's what's going on. So these cl- these clubs, clubs like Live and Eleven. Eleven's a 24-7 club in Miami with scant clothing, might I say. Is Very expensive. Not, what do you mean when you say club? Yes. Is this something you have to have a membership to or just a place called cl- a club and it's a strip joint? It's, it's basically a, a 24-7 semi-strip joint. I've never been, to be honest with you. Semi-strip joint. I, I should go just for the show just to see what it's like. You should, definitely. Yeah, I, I would, you, uh, you have to, just for the show? Yeah. You got to go check it out. So uh, they, they're 24-7, I think, and this other place, Live, which I've been to at so the Fountain 24/7. Blue. 24-7, so they're open 24 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't the get strippers? it. strippers? Yeah. So, you know, in case these strippers even thinking when it's about 8 in the morning? Yeah. I, I, I got to go there and get coffee. I, the coffee's good. I mean, jeez. <laughs> so... You know, um, we had a strip joint in, in, I think it's still there. When I was working at Mevio, uh, they, they we had to go to the Gold Club. It's a Gold Club. It's a strip joint. It's kind of named after the famous one in, in Atlanta. I said, ah, who needs this place? Said, you got to go with us. We went with a bunch of guys, obviously. I got to go because the lunch they served there is unbelievable. So there was a strip joint. There was a bunch of girls stripping. But the lunch was unbelievable. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I, uh, I've been to that. They have buffets usually at those places. And you go, to, you know, and then. Uh... Yeah, but it wasn't a slouch. It was a buffet. Yeah. But it, and I, I didn't know this was even going on, but it wasn't a slouch buffet. It was quite good. I said, whoever the guy was cooking back there was talented. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, the good view. Uh, now, but one, <laughs> of the, one of the things that's going on down here was that, you know, again, all this money was being a mass down here. So you had places that were, you know, these, these guys showing up to clubs and these gals and they're filling up tubs, truly with tubs with champagne and just sitting in it in the club, massive bar tabs, crazy parties. They're all buying these Mercedes G wagons, which now seemingly like the Patek Philippe's and like the Rolex have come down in value substantially. So a recent uh, 2021 Mercedes G wagon which was, I guess, the preference of the crypto dudes, uh, sold for $187,000 at auction, which was 80000 less than it was sold for 12 months ago. Hmm. So we're going to see what happens down here, but a lot of the clubs are having problems. You know, they, oh, what are, the, what are these girls going to do for yeah, work? What are you going to do for the tub that was supposed to be for the champagne and all this other stuff? And what about the crazy amounts of very high-end liquor? You know, if you think about this for a second... It's just like construction when things slow down. When you have these guys stopping spending and the restaurants slow down and then those people are paying less money and then the liquor sales go down so they're buying less and maybe the cost per liquor goes down, that affects the whole liquor industry. You follow what I'm saying? And the trucking industry then that delivers It sounds it, like a leading indicator you can be following. Yeah, could be. Could be. Booze. Booze. But then again, when you get I really upset, you, 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 you drink. So booze, booze continues on. It's, it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, but not the high-end stuff. Right, that's correct. Like by Secoro I mean, you drop down to a ex, you know, VSOP cognac from ah, the XOs. Yeah. You normally be plowing through. Mm-hmm. Have you had like Louis? The uh, I have. I actually have had that. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's it's okay, but I can tell you better sh- cognacs just off the top of my head that are tastier. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's not. It's just not great, right? It's the bottle that 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 baccarat bottle that is put in is is like two thousand dollars worth of bottle. Oh, 
That's something. That's why it's so expensive. It's mm. $3,500, I think, for a, a bottle of this stuff. Mm. Uh, we talked about the new laws in Ind Indonesia, and you got to wonder which which jail is better, being married to somebody that, that uh, cheated on you or them going to jail. But basically, Parliament is, is passing a new criminal code this month that will penalize sex outside of marriage with a punishment of up to one year in jail. They also have the criminalization of abortion, with the exception of rape victims, and imprisonment for black magic are going to be remaining in this code. And insulting the president, a change that could only be a charge that only can be reported by the president, carries a maximum of three years jail time. So the president has to say that somebody assaulted him. Yeah, so he can say about anything. He goes, hello, president. Oh, you've insulted me. Three years in jail. In jail. So that's one way of getting your political opponents put away. Oh. I like it. Uh, speaking about political opponents, uh, we've got Biden signing this uh, bill blocking the U.S. railroad strike. <laughs> Big union man, that Biden. Yeah, he says it was tough. Big union jobs. Yeah. yeah, Joe, sorry about that. Uh, it was tough for me, he said, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Got to save jobs, protect millions of working families from harm and disruption, and keep supply chains stable around the holidays. He said, and we need yeah. to do this to avoid all an benefit, economic all collapse. The, all the leverage that unions have, because and that's why you would join one in off, often, uh, because they have leverage. It just took them, cut them off at the knees. That's your good, that's your union man, Joe Biden. Yep. The contract will take effect with Biden's signature, which includes a 24% compounded pay increase over five years and five annual $1,000 lump sum payments. Wow. So that's 6%. Well, it's 24% five, uh, compounded over five years. So that's... Uh, about half the inflation rate. 5%, 4%, about 3.5%, yeah. 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 All right, okay. Uh, Disney. Uh, By the way, the, the railroad guys just never been about the money. What is, what is it about? The conditions? The what? The, the tracks? They get like one day with their family a, oh. a month. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel sorry for the guy who signs up to do like a, a, uh, a nine-month uh, Royal Caribbean captainship or something or whatever. Hey, that's what you sign up for. Yeah. Well, these guys sign up for it, but they don't. You know, signing up for something and then actually having to do it is, are two different things. Once you get the experience, go, wait a minute, this is no good. It may often result in having to do it. In other words, you have to do the job to realize that you're getting screwed. Mm. And uh, so I, I'm not uh, so, un I mean, you're unsympathetic toward the working man. Oh, boy, that's it. Just cut me off. Oh, boy, you just killed me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you are. Am I? It's fine. Let them eat cake. I mean, what, what was the difference? <laughs> it's fine with me. I don't care. <laughs> That's not the case. I just think that, I don't know, uh, you, you could view it any way you want, but I got to tell you something. I've worked in jobs where they told me to clean up the crap, and I'm like, okay, fine. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell him I want to raise. I did it. And when he when he said- and Then you quit. And then, No, I worked. I, they, I, I did. I'm still I did. doing that. Of course. Of course. It gives you backbone. It gives you gives you constitution. It gives you the ability to deal with other things. And <sighs> okay. I don't know. It, it, it's it's you know. You, you, I listen. 
I think one of the things that every single person should do as part of a general process through life is before they get a job, they should work in a restaurant as a waiter or a waitress. I do believe this. Well, yeah. I'm not going to argue that one. Skill I've never done that. Is, right. But all I hear is complaints. My wife was a waitress for a while. Yeah, and? She hated it. Oh. She would insult customers. Oh. They finally, they always fired Mimi her. Mimi would do that? She doesn't seem the type to do that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Get it yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said no bacon. It's better with bacon. Eat it. <laughs> I remember one. She had one story about Boss Skaggs. So he comes in, she comes, he comes into the restaurant and he, yeah, I don't know, she's not waiting on him hand and foot because he's a celebrity. And uh, he says, you know who I am? And she says, yeah, your boss Skaggs used to play at my high school sock hops. Oh, have, <laughs> have you gotten any better? <laughs> so he appreciated that and tipped her well. You know, I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, Disney, we're talking about Disney. You nailed this trying to now reverse the Florida's don't say gay blowback that's going on. However, a spokesman for spokeswoman for Governor Ron DeSantis called uh, fake news, fake news on the reports that Republican lawmakers are working on legislation to scale back a law rushed through earlier this year, stripping Walt Disney of its unique self-governing power in Central Florida. I thought the, I thought we were done with the fake news. Like it, it's so childish sounding to me. You know, can't you say? No, that's not exactly how it is. It's not true. Here's the information versus saying this little kitty queer fake news thing. I don't know. I said DeSantis has a uh, he's got a pretty good handle on on public relations. So I, I'm not I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I would have done it differently. But I think it's better to say you misinterpreted. This is the fake news thing is that you can just yeah. yell wrong, yeah. wrong, yeah. real loud. Now, what what more on DeSantis in Florida? Florida is pulling two billion dollars from its largest asset management firm, from the the largest asset management firm in the world, over ideological differences. BlackRock. Yep. Whether it's shareholder and stakeholder capitalism, or ESG standards, yeah, are being pushed I, by I, BlackRock. I I agree with the yeah. I would pull it pull it too. I, I think it's unacceptable uh, investment strategy. Yep. Or whether they're there to develop social credit ratings, the effect is to avoid dealing with the messiness of democracy. Patronus, this is Jimmy Patronus, uh, who is the head of uh, finance in, in Florida. He says, Republican leaders in Florida across the country have targeted ESG ratings, which can involve considerable, uh, considering a wide range of issues on investments, such as companies' climate change vulnerabilities, carbon emissions, racial inequity, Product safety, supply chain, labor standards, blah, 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 blah. We're done. We're done. And, Good and, for him. And if you want to know how smart Florida is and the people that are here, there's a woman, a Floridian, who was accusing Kraft Heinz of misleading advertising based on the time it takes to prepare a single ah, serving. Only in of, Florida. Of, now, Florida does provide a lot of entertainment for the rest of the country. Yeah. So now it does. says when when the company markets his Velveeta shells and cheese as being ready in three and a half minutes, <laughs> Amanda Ramirez says that's the only amount of the time that it takes for a cup to be microwaved. And that's not including the preparatory process from stirring the water, letting the cheese sauce thicken. It takes a lot longer. So her legal team <laughs> says that 
like many consumers who uh, seek to stretch their money as far as possible when buying groceries and choose Velveeta over other similar products because of the prep time prominently oh, promised please. on the label. Because she wouldn't have bought it because if she would know the truth, oh, it's more expensive. Right, because there's another thing you can get instead of Velveeta. Yeah, because that is expensive. So they're suing for $5 million. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what a nuisance suit that. I mean, well, I don't even see how that can get into the newspapers, let alone through the courts. Crazy, huh? Uh, I did uh, look up. I wanted to pull a list of the, the most requested holiday gifts for 2020. Unsuccessful. Okay. The internet is unusable for these kinds of things. Oh, the internet's unusable for a lot of stuff. Oh. And uh, over the years I've bitched about, I've been bitching about this, by the way, for probably since about 1997, which is you can't get the reviews on, on the internet are all phony. They're all fake that you can't find anything. This is horrible. The internet sucks. Have you tried to get a recipe lately on the internet? Oh, well, I know how to do it right. I mean, there's, you have to, uh, uh, you have to, if you look up a recipe and if you can find anyone that can even cook the recipe, you have to read at least six or seven recipes to get, figure out what the recipe is. The other problem is if it was a book, it'd be 20 pages of why you should do this recipe, the theory behind the recipe, <laughs> you know, the mother that made it wrong, the this, the that, the story that the, why, the stories why, are, they, I don't mind the story oh, so much as, 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 they I, made as the ingredients, I, I'll do the rest. As I mind the, uh, what I mind is the inaccuracy. Try to find someone on YouTube, for example, there's a lot of these phony chefs on YouTube who can adequately cook basmati rice. They do it every, every which way wrong in every variation of wrong. Uh, there's not one, I couldn't find one Iranian that shows people how to actually cook this stuff wow. properly. Wow. It's very, it's easy to do. It's just boiled rice, but they don't talk about rinsing. They don't talk about boiling it. They talk about, you know, the Chinese technique of, you know, X number, all the water gets absorbed, and it's, it's, which is different than boiling. Uh, it's unbelievable. Hmm. I want to end on this before we get to the game. Um, this, we, we tease this at the, at the, at the top. Has we, see, see how radio-ish I am? We teased it at the top. I feel very uh, professional right now. Last week, Apple pulled the advertising, all their advertising from Twitter. We know about that, right? $100 million a year, supposedly, that they're advertising on Twitter. $100 million. It's good. I think it's Twitter's biggest advertiser. Now, if you remember, right after that, Elon started complaining about the 30% usury fees that he called them and hints at a new smartphone that he's going to maybe produce. Yeah, that was a good one. Right? Now, news that Apple has restarted all their spending this week. And crickets when it comes to the 30% usury fees in the app store. Yeah, there well, you go. What do you think happened there? It's like, hey, okay, okay, we get the picture. We're going to put the ads back in. Here's your $100 million deal contract. Uh, you know, it would be nice if you stop talking about us. Exactly. Yep. So each side. So advertising has works. That's why advertising is corrupting influence in, in media. Mm. But, you know, you can work around it. Yep. All right, let's get over to uh, the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. 
Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Okay, I just added on the bottom one of the ones we just talked about, but the list is thinned out pretty good. Yeah, it's gotten narrow. It's gotten narrow, except for a couple of ill-advised shorts. Now, you, you shorted Costco. Costco actually, what was that? Back in July, it was a Walmart carryover. You're up on that, 4.76. It was down pretty hard the other day. Costco was ugly. They, they came out with uh, an interim report, and it was not good. Yeah, well, that one short is okay. The rather these other ones, Home Depot and Foot Locker, are ill advised. It looks like, but you could be right. It doesn't got wiped out. I have ElectroCore, which is last week's pick. So penny stock, thirty four cents went up to thirty seven cents. Yeah, rolling, <laughs> yeah, kicking it, <laughs> and uh, everything else looks pretty much the same as it's been. It's been uh, floating around. Uh, you. Your uh, what was that one you had that was kicking butt and got kicked off and did that happen? That was Dig. Dig's not there anymore. Yeah, Dig's off. No, Dig's still there. It's up forty eight percent. Oh, there it is, fifty one percent on my older yeah, chart. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. That's the one. That's that's the clear winner for the for the year. Because my clear winner for the year was from twenty twenty. <laughs> right. So you're gonna have to average it out. It's no good. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna add. Uh, Hoka shoes, the the maker of Hoka shoes, deck like we talked about. Yeah. So I'll put them on as a buy as a Hoka shoes. By the way, thank you all uh, who uh, helped donate to the season greeting and uh, holiday fund. Uh, you can do so if you haven't done so already. If you haven't gotten the email, go over to dhunplug.com and uh, give the gift of of, of holiday cheer, which uh, is pretty much uh, called greenbacks uh, through your PayPal account. Or it would help. Yep. Uh, you want to add any stocks? Yeah, I do. I have another penny stock. Mm. I'm going to stay on this mode until things shake out. And this is uh, uh, Insiders is another rationale. This guy bought, you know, this is a kind of a screwy thing. This guy bought $100 million worth of this stuff. Oh, my. Of a penny stock, it's too. It's CTM. CTM. It's a Stands technology. For Castellium. Castellum, Castellum. Up 20% today, by the way. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. So do you want, do you want, oh, it's a dollar stock. Uh, do you want a dollar large, stock. a large uh, stop? I would say, uh, yeah, I'd like to maybe, maybe 30% would be adequate. Okay. 30%. And this is insiders. Totally. One of the directors. Is buying this stuff up. And he's, mm. Yeah, it seems a little high, but he uh, he has been uh, he's been pretty good about. He's an investor. Well, he's a director, but he's also a director of NextStar, which is a media company, and he's done pretty well trading that. Mm. So we'll see what happens here. Mm. All right. Well, until next week when we're back live, should be fun. I'll see you then. All right. All right. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.